Hey everybody, it's Chris. Welcome or welcome back to the Beyond Church podcast. Hey, at the end of this conversation, would you head to our socials at Beyond Church AU, either on Instagram or Facebook and give us a follow. That's the easiest way to share this content with a friend who might find it helpful. And while you're at it, you can click the link in our description to sign up to our email newsletter. That's the easiest way to stay up to date on everything that's going on around here at Beyond. But in the meantime, I hope this following conversation inspires you to take your next step on your faith journey. Enjoy. Fans, anyone seen the Mighty Ducks before? Ducks, ducks, ducks. I see you, ducks. Anyone know how to ice skate? Like at all? A little bit? A kind of? Jan's jumping up in the back with two hands in the air. Wow. <laughs> to live in Norway would be incredible. Um, yeah, ice skating, very difficult, very hard. I thought, I, I like watched the Mighty Ducks, um, Three movies, Mighty Ducks fans, there are three movies, isn't that right? Yep. Um, I thought ice skating would be so easy, but I've never known how to ice skate in my life, so my ice hockey career has never kicked off. Uh, but Mighty Ducks, incredible halftime speech moments in the Mighty Ducks. Uh, maybe you have a sports movie in mind where you were just like, that was an incredibly inspiring halftime speech. Uh, well, whilst I can't promise that to the full today, at least to the style of Coach Bombay of the Mighty Ducks, uh, today we are in our halftime moment of the year, halftime moment of the year, where we've really gone, like, hey, it's, it's the halfway point, uh, it's July now, uh, and we really wanted to just spend time just looking back, almost in a way, at the first part of the year, so that we can look forward into the second part of the year. Uh, and to do that, we thought we'd pull in together in this halftime moment, and essentially have a halftime speech, which Chris kicked us off with last week. We kind of recognize uh, that, that when it comes to 2022, maybe you've just had an absolute cracker of a year and you're just loving it. There's so many things that you've just been soaking up and absorbing and you're just like, this is great. I'm learning so much. I'm growing. I'm becoming more of, of the person that I want to be. That's awesome. Maybe for you, you're just like, nah, do over. Like, let's, let's take it back. Like, I, I, need, I need to do over straight away. And that's why last week we were talking about like, hey, what would it look like for us just to pretend like July is January and jump into this year uh, in a new way together in this midpoint of the year. We said to ourselves that, hey, it's not too late. It's not too late to finish strong. Let's see if I can get this TV working. It's not too late to finish strong. And like we said last week, um, we said that there's really five key parts, five key parts of any kind of great halftime speech. Or really, there's five things in a halftime speech. So if you do all five of these, you're going to be hitting the mark. We said these five things are that uh, when it comes to a great halftime speech, the team comes in together, they pull in together, and they refuel, they reflect, they assess, they adjust, and then they inspire a big inspirational speech to send you on your way. Refuel, reflect, assess, adjust, inspire. And in part one of our halftime uh, kind of conversation, we first jumped into looking at how we could refuel. And how did we refuel? Uh, well, if you were here last Sunday, we actually had little Joey's baptism, which was awesome. It was so much fun. Uh, but last Sunday, we refueled by eating oranges. Literally, we had a bucket of oranges at the door. Uh, but what we learned really quickly uh, is that our Beyond community that, that comes to the Sunday experience of the morning uh, maybe aren't huge orange fans, right? So we had a lot of oranges, and I mean like a lot of oranges left over. It told me that a lot of people had a big breakfast that, uh, that morning. Uh, we then took our oranges to our 6 p.m. Sunday experience, 
couple more people nibbling away at oranges and refueling, which is great, but we had so much oranges left over, guys, that we actually took our oranges out to Burrito Bar at the end of the night. Uh, and this is Miriam Kotzer and our big table at Connect Sunday last week, just eating a bucket of oranges. We were handing these out to the Burrito Bar staff members. The whole place just smelt of citrus. It was incredible. So last week, we refueled with our oranges, and then we reflected. We reflected, and really in this process of reflecting, what Chris got us to do is he gave us uh, four questions, four questions to help us reflect and also help us assess where we are at in this halftime moment of 2022. The first question uh, was this. The first question was for us, for you, to think about what habit is hindering me that I need to change? Looking back in the first part of the year, what, what habit is hindering me that I need to change? left us with this second question. What thought is entangling me that I need to adjust, right? And we all have these habits, whether we're aware of them or not, these habits that maybe take control of us more than we take control of them, and thoughts that maybe take control of us maybe more than we take control of them. So our big kind of question there, and that second one, uh, or this idea of adjust, what do we need to adjust? What do we need to change? And in light of what we're changing, Chris left us with a third question. The question was, what joy would this change bring me by the end of the year. And this was really important, we said, because if we can't clarify, if we can't define what that joy looks like, then we won't know what to do when we get knocked down in the second half of this year and how we'll get back up, when we get hit by the challenges and the roadblocks. So we need to define what that joy would look like. And then, for those of us who are followers of Jesus, we got left with this question of asking ourselves today, today, and maybe this is a daily question that you can ask today, how can I fix my eyes on Jesus? Monday to Sunday and back again, how can you personally get away from the busyness of life and fix your eyes on Jesus? And, and maybe for you, you were here last Sunday, maybe this is just you jumping into this conversation now, if that's the case, that's all good. Uh, we want to let you know whether you've done the homework or not, uh, that you can take a, a photo today, and these questions are going to be in our social media as well, so that you can reflect and assess as you jump into the second half of the year. But in our conversation today, what we're jumping into is the part of the halftime speech adjust. We're jumping into the adjust. This is when the team comes together and goes, okay, we've refueled. We've had our oranges. We've done the reflecting. We've done the what happened. We've now kind of processed the so what happens now, but now it's time to talk about now what do we do with what we know? What do we do with what we know? This is when we need to take a little bit of action. And then this is what's going to happen because next Sunday, uh, as we jump out of today's conversation, Next Sunday, as we move from Adjust, we're going to be jumping into Inspire. And we're going to have Perko, our great mate Jason Perkins, uh, coming in. Uh, and he's going to lead us and send us out in the rest of the year with some inspo. Uh, and then at the end of our conversation next week, part three, that's our halftime series over. We're all going to put our hands in together. We're going to go quack, quack, quack. And we're all going to learn how to ice skate. It's going to be awesome, guys. It's going to be a great year. Okay, we're going to finish this strong. Uh, but before we get to the big G up message from Perko next Sunday... Let me give you the big question that we are going to wrestle with today to help us, help me, to help you adjust as you head into the rest of 2022. Because this question is asking you how you use your most valuable, your most valuable, most non-renewable resource. And I'm not saying that lightly. This is your most valuable and non-renewable resource. And I'm not talking about how you use coal or oil, however that is important to know, because good stewardship is good. Keep an eye on your carbon footprint. No, today we're talking about one thing that everyone wants more of, but you simply can't buy it back. It's that valuable. You want more of it, and I want more of it when it comes to completing a project or an assignment or a work task that has an upcoming deadline. 
You want more of this when you're stressed because you're, you're running late for something and you just need to get there. You want more of it so that you can accumulate more money to pay something off. Uh, and, and, and you want more of it because it's that thing that you want more of. You want to spend more time, more time with your family, more time with your child, more time with your parent, with your mom or your dad or your grandparents. It would be almost impossible, I think, to not go through life without saying these words about this particular thing, without saying the phrase that I need more time. I need more time. We've all said it. We've all said it, and some of us say it a lot. But this phrase and how often we say it, it begs the question that I think we all need to ask because we all get stressed and we all get overwhelmed and we all got overworked. A lot of us get frustrated at how work is taking over our family life or how family life is taking over your social life or how your social life is taking over your own kind of personal time with yourself. But, but there's this question, frankly, in the middle of that, that we as people sometimes miss or we just don't answer this specific question enough in the middle of overwhelm, in the rush, in the busy, in the hurry times, in the moments that we're reacting to the busyness of life. And we don't spend the time to ask ourselves the question of this, the question of how am I spending my time? How am I spending this thing that when I use it, I simply can't get it back? Now, we are taking this question And we're going to make it very specific to us in this halftime moment of 2022. Because one of the questions that I want us to ask today, and I think this is a very helpful question for all of us, is how can I, how can I make the best use of my time in the second half of this year? How can I make the best use of my time in the second half of this year? And what we're going to look at today, just for a little bit, and this might be something a little bit convicting, but really what we're also going to look at is, is how you spent your time in the first half of the year, how I spent my time in the first half of the year. When I was looking at it, I'll share a little bit more about it later, but, but this is an important thing for us to look at. How did you go about spending your time in the first half of the year, and what did it actually tell you about the things that you valued throughout that time? Or more so, did it align up with the things that you truly value? And this question, this question isn't a question to just cause guilt or, or shame anyone. It's, it's going to be hard for us to have a half-time adjustment to change to how we might want to leverage and spend our time better in the second half if we don't ask this question of how can we make the best use of time in the second half of this year. Because the reason this is so important, you're going to hear me say this over and over again today, but this is the truth. No matter where you may be spiritually, no matter what you might believe about Jesus, I just think this bottom line is true for you, it's true for me, that the better we spend our time, the better we spend our time, the better we spend our lives. The better we spend our time, the better we spend our lives. And now, for all of us, in some sort of fashion, I bet we've all taken or, or taken to some kind of, whoa, we've jumped all the way to the application, guys. Let's not go too far. All right. And the reason... Um, you know, we're looking at this is because is, is it's important to see how you spend your time. And maybe for you, you know you kind of have your own time management system that works really well for you. And maybe for you, that's a calendar app that you have on your phone. Maybe it's a shared calendar app that you share with people in your family or with friends or with your spouse. Um, maybe you have your own kind of like uh, time management software uh, that just works perfectly for you. Maybe you're like super old school. And you just go, yep, I have my journal, I have my diary, we have a calendar, uh, like on the fridge at home for the family. Maybe that's what it looks like for you. I remember uh, when I was little, um, I don't know if you've heard about these before, my dad had something called a Palm Pilot. Does anyone know what a Palm Pilot? I'm showing my age. Yeah, Palm Pilots were awesome. I see you, Kate. Uh, I love my dad's Palm Pilot. I had no idea that it actually did anything to help him schedule his time. All I knew is that you could play Snake on it, um, and Snake was awesome. 
Um, so if you don't know if a Palm Pilot is, because you're around my age, you're a little bit too young. Palm Pilot was like the best invention before they invented Tamagotchis. Uh, Tamagotchis are awesome. If you don't know what Tamagotchi is, that's like the best invention uh, that came after the Palm Pilot. Uh, but anyway, Dad had a Palm Pilot. It was awesome. Um, but, you know, maybe for you, you just carry everything. Like all your time management, how you're going to spend your whole week is totally on your phone. It's totally on your laptop. It's totally in your diary. It's totally in your calendar. Maybe for you, you're the type of person that just goes like, oh, Riley, I kind of just fly by the seat of my pants. Like um, I really kind of almost leave it up to other people to dictate how I'm going to use my time. Like I'm lucky to even dress myself like in the morning without somebody else telling me what I need to do or what I need to wear. Um, if that's you, that's all good too because we're just uh, talking to everyone on the range of the spectrum uh, this morning. Um, because we're going to wrestle this to the ground and make sure that we spend our time well in the second part of this year. Uh, and to help us get a bit of perspective on how we can do this, uh, today I thought, we'd, I thought we'd learn from someone, from someone who I believe is just far greater than any other system, any other book, and any other time management practice out there. Because today we actually get to learn from someone who has something that no one else has, who has taught us how to manage our time better than anyone else, that we get to learn from the one who actually invented time. And you might know where I'm going this, uh, with this, uh, because for those of us who are followers of Jesus, like we're going to say, okay, if God is the creator of the universe, of the world, uh, then he's also the creator of time. God invented time. And with that, he would, uh, he would know how he wants us to best use time. So why wouldn't we look to him to see what his perspective on time is for us if he intended uh, for time to be a gift to us? Why wouldn't we go to the one who intended for us to use our time wisely? And so today, I want to give you one, just one kind of overarching principle that will help us understand how God intended for us to use our time. One overarching principle. And then I want to get practical with our so what and our now what and give you a question to think personally about, a question to think personally about, and then a habit that you can practice. All right, so that's our go-to for the rest of this chat today. But back to God's perspective. We get God's perspective on time uh, from someone who is really pretty radical in spreading the message of him. Uh, see, this guy, he's known as one of the most influential people in the Jesus movement after Jesus himself. His name is Paul. And Paul came into play in the timeline of history after the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. But the funny thing about Paul is, is that Paul was actually someone who once went around terrorizing Christians. That was his whole agenda. And it wasn't until he encountered the risen Jesus that he actually became a follower of Jesus for himself. And see, Paul just took this message of hope for the world, and he just wanted to spread it across the whole world. Uh, and he was just this super spreader of this message about Jesus, to the point where he would even get chucked in jail for what he was doing in terms of sharing about Jesus. But he would keep writing letters in jail to early churches. He would keep writing to church communities. And he wrote a whole bunch uh, of letters to early churches just to encourage them up, uh, to encourage them, to, to keep them moving forward, to teach them about God's perspective. And so... Uh, great for us. He, he taught them about God's unique perspective on time. And he taught this uh, across a lot of his letters, but most particularly the letter we're going to look at today is a letter that went to a church in Ephesus. Uh, this is the church uh, in Ephesus. And we find this letter in the Bible, the second part of it called the New Testament, in Ephesians. So what we're looking at today is really a letter that Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus, and he's telling them about, how, uh, about God's perspective of time and how we can take this perspective and apply it to our own lives, which is crazy that we get to do that today here at Beyond as a church community together. So this is what we're jumping into, a halftime speech almost, a halftime speech letter from Paul to us today, or more so to the church in Ephesus. And this is how Paul writes it. 
he writes, hey, when it, when it comes to time, when it comes to times, here's what I want you to do with it. Here's what, here's what God intended for you to do with it. And he leads with this. It's a little bit of a warning. He says, be very careful. Be very careful. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. See, Paul leads with be very careful. He's saying that when it comes to your most valuable resource, look carefully how you spend your life. Look carefully how you do this, not as unwise, but as wise. And here's the thing about Paul when it comes to talking about living wise or walking wise. We see across all of Paul's letters that he wrote to the early church communities that time and wisdom, wise living, they play hand in hand. Whenever he's talking about time, he's also talking about how you can be wise. How can I spend my time wisely? Is that a question that you ask of yourself often? I know it's not one for me. How do I spend my time wisely, like truly wisely for yourself and for those around you? See, God's perspective on time, and this is what Paul's getting to, God's perspective on time is that you have to leverage the time you have wisely and that this is to be done with purpose. That wise living is living with purpose, not without purpose, but with purpose. So here's that one big overarching principle that the creator of the universe, the inventor's perspective on time, this is what God leaves us with. He says this big principle is this, that you have to leverage the time you have with purpose. You have to leverage the time you have with purpose. And Paul writes, making the best use of not just unlimited time, but the limited time you have the limited, precious gift that you have called time because the days are evil. The days can be so unkind and filled with things that will, will drag you away from what matters most, that will just wreck you. And so Paul writes, make the most of every opportunity. Why? Well, you and I know this, that the days, the months, the years, they just fly by. The year in itself, it's just, it's just fleeting. And, and let's talk about how the days are fleeting. Like we're in July right now, uh, which... Having the Griffin Christmas Carnival yesterday just threw me off because I was like, whoa, Christmas, like December. I was like, no, we're in July. Like the year was just going so quick already that almost like fast-tracked everything. But we're in July right now. And maybe you would say that this year's just gone so quick, so quick. And don't we just say that within our workplaces so often, that the week's just gone so quick, that this year's just going so quick? And, and like even for me, like oh, I just found myself so stuck in this idea of how, how fast life goes um, just last week, well, one for first reason to be vulnerable, I actually found two white hairs um, last week. And just so you know, I'm 24, by the way, so that's like crazy for me. But they're white. They skipped a whole color. Like I skipped gray, I've gone straight to white. Anyway, whilst I'm bleeding out in vulnerability, last week um, I actually went over to uh, a family friend's house. And these family friends, um, they're pretty much like another mum and another dad uh, to my wife, Talitha, and they're just beautiful. So Tao's grown up with Karen and Andrew just as like another mum, another dad, and then Talitha's um, best mate is Sarah, their daughter. We went over to their house uh, just to pick up some picnic blankets uh, that we were going to use that week, um, and uh, Karen and Andrew, of course, invited us in for tea. And you know when you go over to someone's house, I don't know if you've experienced this before, and you just, you go, yep, I'm, I'll stay for a tea, but we can only stay for 15 minutes, but then you end up staying there for two hours and a half. Um, that was what happened on this day. But we just loved it. Like, we just loved going over and seeing these guys. But um, well, this is actually my first time over at their house. And what was really special is that Karen walked me through their house and actually took me to um, a wall in their house where it was just filled with photos of their family. 
just photos across generations and generations, and Karen's pointing out faces to me, and she's telling me stories about grandparents that she actually hasn't met, but she's had other family relatives share stories about that grandparent. And it was just incredible to see how much they value family, uh, but also just see their family across the timeline of generations. And, and it was just so special because we did. We sat down for tea with these guys, um, and, and after hearing so much about the story of their family, uh, they were also sharing with us how excited they were because Sarah, uh, their first daughter, Tao's best mate, um, is actually pregnant right now. She's having a baby, Sarah and Shane, and these guys are our best mates, so we're just so excited for them. But seeing Karen and Andrew and just seeing how excited they are that their daughter's having a bub, but then also reflecting in the same time about how it only felt like yesterday that Sarah had even come into the world. It was just this moment where we just had walked through their whole family life, and now they're telling us about the family, uh, or the new family member that's coming into play. And, and Karen and Andrew, just in this moment of just just overwhelm and joy and happiness and reflecting and all of this, kind of having their own halftime moment, they just turned to us and just said, hey, soak it all up, guys. Like, you got to soak it all up. And this is kind of our first little bit of marriage advice that, that we've had after, like, in our married life. But they just said, you got to soak it all up. And I know that just applies to life as well, but the kind of double slap to the face to me in that moment was as soon as they said that, I started thinking about my own family. Uh, and to introduce you to not everyone in my family... Um, but two members of my family. I've got an older sister and a younger sister. Um, obviously, this is not what we look like now, uh, but this is my older sister, Casey. Uh, so we're all three years apart, and this is my little sister, Rihanna. My older sister, Casey, she's just about to have bub number two with my awesome brother-in-law, Chris. Um, they're great, and, and I love my sisters so much, but when I was sitting at Karen and Andrews, I got so caught up in the moment thinking about my little sister, little Rihanna, or little Anna, um, because Rihanna, just yesterday... Just yesterday, we had our engagement party, and I was just absolutely, like, gobsmacked because I was just like, how has this happened? Like, this is my little sister uh, that I bought goalkeeper gloves for when she was in grade one so that I could kick soccer balls at her in the backyard. Um, was she allowed to kick the ball? No, um, but she got to hold the goalkeeper gloves, so that was cool for her. But this is my little sister who I've grown up with, and I loved her so much. I used to walk down to prep and bring her up to mum's classroom because mum was a teacher too. My little sister who I used to go watch do gymnastics and play soccer, play her football, and she's now starting to be an OT. She's in an honours program. That's blowing my mind enough already. But now this is my little sister who's currently a fiancé, and now she's about to become a wife next year. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. And it was just this moment where time became so personal, became so personal, because in this moment of, oh, my goodness, this new chapter is happening, it was also like, how did this, how did we get to here? Like, time is just so fast. And then I had Karen and Andrew's quote in my head of just soak it all up. Because surely this precious gift of time, it's become so relevant and so personal to all of us in different ways and at different times in our life. This precious gift of time that becomes so illuminated to us and so personal, not only in the celebrations of life and in new milestones and the reflecting and the memories, but also when we're celebrating uh, those that we love, who, whose life has come to an end or who is coming to an end. And, and it's in these moments that you and I just experience and realize for ourselves that we, you, me, that, that we have to leverage, that I have to leverage, that, that you have to leverage. Oh, I don't even have that one on there. I'll leave this one up here. But you have to leverage the time you have with purpose. You have to leverage the time you have with purpose. And then at the end of the day, how you spend your time is totally your choice. That at the end of the day... That's your choice. That's free will and play. You can be angry at God for a lot of things. I can be angry at God for a lot of things. 
but he has gifted us all with the gift of time. You see, there's, there's a biblical teaching uh, that just shines a light on living a wise life, like Paul was talking about, like what God's perspective on time is, a wise life. And again, it really plays into God's perspective on using your time wisely. It's found in the book of, of Psalm, and, and we're going to read this, um, this, this teaching. But as we read it, just so you know, you're going you're to push back against it. Maybe you won't, but I definitely did when, when I read it for the first time. Because it reads like this. It says, teach us, teach us to number our days. It's a plea by the author of Psalm. God, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. See, the author is really saying that, hey, we have to recognize our own mortality. And we as mortal beings go, I don't know, I don't want to think about that. Like, that's, that's out there, that's in the distance, that's later down there. But the wise person goes, the wise person goes, I'm going to lean in. Because this thing called life, this thing called time, it's like a vapor. It's going to be here tomorrow and it's going to be gone. And I don't want my life to be wasted. One of the things that, that happens to you and me in the celebration of someone's life, the celebration of someone's life when, when we are at a funeral service or celebration is the things that really won't stand the test of time as they grow and as they get really big in our lives. When we go to a service, the things that don't stand the test of time and won't stand the test of time, they begin to shrink. They begin to shrink to their rightful place, but the things that do stand the test of time, they begin to grow. That's the things we remember, but that's the things that are life-giving to others because we pause and reflect on what truly matters. Remember today, we want to get really practical as we adjust for this second half of the year. So this is the bit where we do get practical. And whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, I want to leave you with an application today uh, that you can apply and I hope that you can take on this challenge if you're so open to it. Because uh, every Sunday for us here at Beyond, we love doing this thing called a four Monday because we believe what's the point in coming to church on Sunday if it's not going to change you, if it's not going to impact you for Monday or the rest of your week. So this week's four Monday is this. It's a question. It's a question to personally think about and respond and answer yourself. The question is, what are you doing that stands the test of time? Now, this question is a little bit intimidating because it doesn't really connect to the real life of going to work and going to school and the reality of just every day because it's, it seems like we have to live a different kind of life than what we're living currently. And maybe that might be true. But I did today want to make a little bit of room just to say this because this is something that when I thought about this question, this is something that I realized has been lived out around me but also modeled to me in a really big way and modeled to me by the people within the Beyond community who live this out, they walk the walk. Can I just say, if, if you're serving or if you're a part of serving and creating a Sunday experience today or at Beyond or, or any Sunday, if you lead with Upstreet Kids Club or Infinity Youth, if you're serving so that more people will come to know Jesus in your everyday life, then according to Jesus, not to me, according to Jesus, that will stand the test of time. And when you sit with someone younger than you, whether it is one of our upstreet leaders, even sitting with one of your children today, whether it is one of our infinity youth leaders who sit alongside of high schoolers on Friday night, whether it's you here of a Sunday talking to someone or even out at a, having a coffee or, or at your workplace talking to someone younger than you or even within your own home, you know this, not just here within beyond, but anywhere, but when you sit down with someone younger than you and you get to understand what's really going on in their life, what's really happening in their life, those conversations, that 
moment will stand the test of time. And when you understand that, and when you begin to count or to number your days, you begin to understand, I begin to understand, we begin to understand the best use of our time isn't on us. The best use of our time is our time we use in serving others. And especially when we do so, knowing that how we serve inspires people to follow Jesus. And the crazy thing is, is that serving people or people is uniquely Jesus because everyone matters to God, whether God matters to them or not. And the mindset of greatness to Jesus in Jesus' eyes is serving others and putting yourself last. This was Jesus, was, he was just the perfect model of this. This is uniquely Jesus. So just for 10 seconds, as you think about this question, also just think about someone in your life who has leveraged their own time. Someone who has been in your life who has leveraged their own gifts, their own skill set, their own hospitality. Someone who's leveraged their time with purpose to serve you. Do you remember that? Did it shape you? Did that conversation, conversation change something within you? Do you remember where you were at the time, what they said? The person they were. The person they became. The person that you're becoming now. The people that that they influence, or the people that you're influencing, do you see how you've become the person you are because of them in some shape or form? Because how they leveraged their time with purpose, it stood the test of time. Question for you to personally think about and respond to. What are you doing that stands the test of time? But we got to adjust, and, and, and just as the author of Psalms writes and asks of God, and just as God shares with us through this verse, He says a wise person counts their days. A wise person recognizes that we are not promised the next day. It's a gift. So why would we waste it, right? Why would we not leverage our time with purpose? And you might be thinking like, Riley, that this question here kind of sounds like another reflection question. Like, are we jumping back in the half time kind of of thing now? Again, we're adjusting today. So what are we actually going to do to adjust? I wanted to leave you something that was really tangible. So here's the second part of our application, the second part of our full Monday. It's a habit. It's a habit to practice to help you adjust and to help you leverage your time with purpose. And the habit is this, that just for this week, each day, write down three things. Three things the night before. Maybe you already do this. Maybe it looks similar. But three things the night before that would define the next day as a big win for you. It could be something work-related. It could be something about your family. It could be something with your kids, your marriage. It could be something financially. Whatever it might be, before you go to bed, write down three things for the next day so that when you wake up the next day, you have already defined how it's going to be a win. Take the challenge. Do it for a week. Once a day. Once a day. If you miss a day, that's all good. Just don't miss the next. Because a great day begins the night before. A great day begins the night before. Leverage your time with purpose. Use it as a tool to help you grow personally and spiritually in the second half of this year. And why would I say spiritually? Because maybe, maybe you recognize that as you look back on the first half of the year, you spent more time kind of stuck thinking about that telly show, that Netflix show that you really love, or just thinking about everything work-related, scrolling on your phone, stuck on the next task, getting frustrated with the things of life, maybe even church life, or maybe for you, it was where you felt God wasn't showing up in your, in your world. Maybe there were habits that came into play and thoughts that entangled you that were controlling how you spent your time and ultimately controlling your life. Maybe the joy got lost during the first part of this year because these things were far more important at the time than the things that truly stand the test of time. 
maybe listening and spending time talking and listening to God about where he was telling you to go into the world, to other people, to serve people, and how he just wanted to spend time with you. Maybe all that stuff just went out the window in the first half of 2022. And I say that because I can put both my hands up and say that that was me. I found myself just charging through the first half of this year without taking the time to just stop and spend time and just listen to God at times. It's where I let myself down in the first half. And that's where I didn't leverage my time well. But it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean for me and it doesn't mean for you, it doesn't mean for we, that we can't finish strong. So here's what I say. In light of our time of refueling, of reflecting, of assessing, of adjusting, I'd say this, that please make sure that you come back next week. Come back next week for part three as we jump into this conversation with Perko. He's coming in to wrap us up. And I say come back because if you are someone who has ever been frustrated at God, you've been asking questions about who he is. If you're someone who has pushed back against Christianity, if you've had bad experience with Christians, but you've still got questions. In fact, you're confused, but you're interested at the same time about learning what life with him is truly like, or possibly even just hearing from him and what it looks like to listen to him, then I'd say come back next week. Because in the midst of this halftime moment of 2022, Jesus' window of time for you to place your faith in him, it's still open. And the thing about Jesus' invitation to a new life is that it lasts not just today or tomorrow, but it lasts forever. And ultimately, eternity is on the line. And with that, from a follower of Jesus' point of view, we have a renewed lens on how we view life here on earth because we can carry with us an eternal perspective, an eternal perspective that can bring a peace over our hearts, an eternal perspective where within our heart, mind, and soul, we can truly say, that what matters most is how we, how I, how you choose to serve, how you choose generosity, how you use your words to speak life over others, how you act with love, how you use patience, how you use self-control, how you extend grace, how you use everything that has been gifted to you, and how you leverage your time with purpose. That will stand the test of time. So, what are you doing that stands test of time. I can't wait to have you back for part three next week. Well, once again, thanks so much for listening. And hey, if you live in the Griffin, Marumba Downs, North Lakes or Moreton Bay region, we would love for you to engage with us at one of our weekend environments. You can find out more by heading to our website, beyondchurch.com.au. You'll find directions, service times, and what you can expect, as well as information on our Upstreet Kids Club, which is our primary school-aged environment, and Infinity Youth, our high school-aged environment. That website, beyondchurch.com.au.